Do a test, do a test. Test. Mr. Test. Mrs. Test. The Test family. Test equals. Did you ever feel so bad Right, we're live. Stop looking at the TV, you cunt. <laughs> uh, this is the early late night review. Show. Show. Okay, so I am with uh, resident loudmouth Ian Mowat. Hello. Resident scouser cum. <laughs> General Northwestern person Tom Peach. And back from Australia, permanently. <laughs> by unpopular demands. <laughs> <laughs> by nobody's advice at all. Tom Bolton. Bonjour. Tell us where we are. Uh, we are in my uh, townhouse. No, it's not a townhouse. It's a terraced house um, in Richmond. I don't even know what a townhouse is. How do you define a townhouse? Me and you are sharing a mic. Okay. So how do you define a townhouse? <laughs> <laughs> I think a townhouse is, uh, you know, when you've got a regular house that's sort of chopped in two, but it's not a semi because they're sort of tall and thin. Okay. Are you yeah. talking about townhouses or penises? <laughs> yeah, it did. It did sound a lot like erection jokes. A townhouse is a tall, narrow, traditional terraced house. There we go. Generally having three or more floors. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. yeah, you don't have one of them. No, it's a terrace, as I corrected myself. I feel like this was built for railway workers. Yes, because, I would agree. Because there are... Uh, what? Uh, Tom's, Tom's house? Yeah, because there's very similar houses, sort of Acton-y, Willesden-y, which I know are built for railway workers, and they look like this, so I presume it was for people constructing the railway. Uh, it's also owned by Richmond Charities, the whole row is. Who are FGR, by the way? Forest Green Rovers. Oh, Forest Green, of course. Female genital (laughs) rutilation. I've been to Forest Green Rovers. uh, Ground. Is that like when Scooby-Doo mutilates genitals? (laughs) 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 I I saw a meme on the internet and there was a girl on Tinder and her... Uh, she was Asian and her name was uh, Rupsy. And <laughs> so, someone just wrote to her, what does Scooby-Doo say when he knocks over a drink? <laughs> uh, the one I saw was... Um, uh, feel free uh, to laugh into the mic, Tom. Uh, the the uh-huh. one I saw was um, there was a, a, a woman whose name was Kimber and the guy had written, was your dad a deaf lumberjack? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Wait, hold on. I don't get that. Kimber. Oh, <laughs> So anyway, the World Cup uh, uh, rugby final was on today. England lost. And then I'm going to Machine Head tonight, which is less relevant to everybody else in the country, but it is happening. In between that, we're going to Battersea Fireworks. Actually, you're probably not because it starts at eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm not going to Battersea Fireworks. I need to be in Brixton for seven. Well, what would you rather see, Machine Head or... Oh. I fucking hate fireworks. They're such bullshit. Oh, really? I think fireworks are great. What's wrong with fireworks? They're just for kids. It's like there's nothing. It's just they, like after the first minute, you're going, "Ooh, ooh, look at that!" Then you're like, "Oh my god, I've got 20 more minutes to stand in a fucking field and watch this shit." It's bollocks. Is there is there is there a bonfire? Yes, there is a bonfire. I've oh. been before, and there's always a bonfire. A bonfire well, is a very important part of bonfire, bonfire night. night is it bonfire not? night? Well, this is what I say, right? You you shouldn't have a fireworks night. You should have a bonfire night, and fireworks should just be part of it. Because the whole point is, you're meant to be burning the effigy of an ancient Catholic terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> Does he qualify as ancient? Five hundred years ago, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't sound ancient. Like ancient, you think prehistoric, don't you? 
No, that's prehistoric. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I, ancient's well, like Greek and Chinese. Yeah, no, ancient, you think, think Roman. Think ancient, it, yeah, I was going to go with Roman Empire and before. Yeah, yeah, Jesus' time. Okay, all right, well, a 500-year-old Catholic terrorist. Middle Ages, not middle-aged, Middle Ages. <clears throat> middle Ages, yes. Medieval? Middle-aged. Yeah, medieval. Medieval, yeah. It's weird they call it the Middle Ages because it's really, it's, it assumes a lot, doesn't it? How did they know it was the middle? No, yeah. it doesn't really I, I, make I any sense. It, I think what they mean is because it's like in between good civilization a bit here earlier on and oh, we're back to good civilization a bit now and that bit in the middle was just like, oh, it's a bit shit. Isn't the, that that's the, the Dark, dark ages. ages? No, Dark Ages and Middle Ages are pretty interchangeable. Right, Google. Oh, you can do it. While you're Googling... This is a fact-based podcast. I, I want to say one of my... Um, a conspiracy theory I heard Ooh. is apparently the guy who was in charge of the Holy Roman Empire in 900 and bleh, whatever... Killed Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wanted it to be a thousand. Like, with him in charge, he wanted it to be a big deal. So he just, like, sped things forward, like, 20 or 30 years. So maybe it's actually not as far forward as we've got in, like, time... You know, records were bad from those days. So maybe someone was just like, yeah, it's not 974 anymore, it's 1,000. Well, hold on. Would somebody else not have kept accurate records that, you well, know, historians could have referred to? Yeah, but I'm sure that, how, much more, how much stuff do you have from the 10th century? Well, not much, but, you know, historians would know about this guy, would they I not? I don't know. And they'd be like, that's the guy who fast-forwarded time. Let's knock off 20 no, years. No, they don't know shit. In the words of a girl at my work, I don't get history, because how do we know it happened? <laughs> Which is a fair point, isn't it? Um, right, so the Middle Ages is anything between, this is what Google says, right? The collapse of the Romans in 400 AD to its re-emergence in the Renaissance in Italy in the 1400s. Exactly I like how they I call said. it the collapse of exactly the Romans. No, no, hold on. We it makes it sound like dark. a shed coming down or something. <laughs> the Dark Ages is the period in the Middle Ages which is relatively undocumented. Basically, where fuck all happened. Oh, that was when your bloke was yeah. fucking around with time. Well, maybe, no, maybe nobody happened, four, 400 to 700 AD. Where, mm. where basically, where everyone ate mud and um, got cholera and shit. What was that? Have you ever read a book called, uh, I think it's called The Wolf Trial or something like that? It's set in Germany in the Dark Ages. And it's about a guy who lives in the woods in Germany in some village or whatever. And everyone there becomes convinced he's a werewolf. And they have to get somebody, a representative of the Catholic Church, to come along and try him. Oh, it's like a witch, yes, witch trials, but for yeah, blokes. Yeah, yeah. But for men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> men were werewolves and women were uh, witches. Witches, as well. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, that's the Dark Age. It's quite a good book, actually. You have, have you ever seen The Crucible with... Um, Ronnie the O'Sullivan. Snooker? No, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. No. Um, but it is... <laughs> Justice. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a fucking oldie. Justice. For for anybody listening, that is no one's listening. But for anybody listening, that is Tom's catchphrase. Well, it was twenty years ago. Um, no, it's more recent than that. I'd say about ten years ago. All right, ten years ago. Oh, chicken in a basket. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, what was I saying? I have no idea. Speaking to the mic. I still have no idea. What's that joke from Fight Club where he makes him say the same thing at the end of the movie? And he's like, ah, oh, flashback humor, uh, very good. Uh, the gun's still in my mouth. Yeah, they go, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. What was I saying? Warful? Ah, The Crucible. I don't know if it's called The Crucible, actually. Yeah, it is. A it's a, it's a play, Crucible, isn't it? Yeah. It's a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt very play-y. You know when yeah. films seem very play But Daniel Day-Lewis, obviously, is fucking amazing in it. Arsenal have just scored. Oh, no, that's... Well, not just. That's that's half, that's no, half it's half-time. Half-time, But, yeah, it's, um, it's really good. Daniel Day-Lewis is wicked. And that made me think, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis is a good actor. And then he went on to do lots of other things. My left foot. <laughs> that was that was before. 
Well, he was yeah. still in it. He's good in the Gangs of New York. Yeah, he was good in that. Actually. He's fucking brilliant. He should have won an Oscar for that. Is it a good film? I think it is a good. That's film. a really good film. Mate, it's really an amazing it. film. It's. I reckon that's possibly what Scorsese's was, best film. What was the other one he was in, which was a very similar? Um, ah, shit. There it will was, be blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. He I watched won an that Oscar quite recently. That. that was really good. Well, I watched it without knowing that he got a, an Oscar for it. I didn't really know anything about it. And he made the guy who say, gets two shits about who gets an Oscar." Yes, but my listen to my point I'm going to make here. I was like, when it ended, how does no one know about this film? It's fucking incredible. And Daniel Day-Lewis... Like, everyone knows about it. Yeah, but I didn't know this, is the, the point. So you just made an assumption because you'd never heard of it, no one else has. <laughs> well, no, I just just figured, I just thought it was like, you know, something that people... So did. because of your ignorance... <laughs> yes, that's how ignorance works. Yeah, it is, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> And, and I went and Googled Actually, it because I was like, I cannot believe how good he was. And Ignoramus then it, is quite a funny word, isn't it? Because it sort of sounds like anus. It sounds like in your anus. Yeah, in your anus. Yeah. You know what I thought about this morning and I don't know why? My uh, anus? No, nearly. <laughs> no being um, in your anus. No, when we were at uni, you said, isn't it ironic that the most attractive feature of Samantha Janus is her arse, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I said what why and then you mocked me for a long time for not getting it and i just didn't get it um i didn't realize until recently but isn't janus or janus like the two-faced god or something or that someone looks back and forth at the same time Ooh, is that a roman know. thing mm-hmm. i remember coming across that and it actually made me think of that samantha janus <laughs> if you want to sound really smart is uh, when you're in just general conversation you can be like yes well it's very much like the uh, greek god janus isn't it <laughs> can you believe that this story's got so many parallels yeah, I'm not sure you would say. No, smart. you do. People, people always say things like they drop it in. They go, oh, whoa, he's just a modern day syphilis, isn't he? It's like, ah, oh, fuck off. Modern day syphilis. <laughs> syphilis was the dude who pushed the boulder up the hill. Sisyphus. Sisyphus. That's what I said. No, you said syphilis. 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 Yes, thank you. Um, so, Tom, tell us about your moving around over the last month or two. So, I am currently living in Reading. Which obviously is an important place for all of us because um, yes, we all I used to, to live there, there 20 years wild. ago. <laughs> um, yeah, walking by the Oracle in Friar Street and all of this, it's all just a bit odd. I was going to say, have you been to that Chick fil A that they're shutting down because Chick fil A hate the gays? What? No. It's in the Oracle. I read, a, I read it in The Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> I should know it then. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no, I haven't been there. And I that don't sounds know. like such a Guardian article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes, I am in Reading because I've had an offer accepted on a flat, which is very exciting. Which isn't I'm, in Reading. Which isn't in Reading. It's in South Norwood. So in the meantime, I'm in and Reading. For Ed's benefit, where's South Norwood? So for... I was going to say the listeners, but you know, Ed. <laughs> for all group of mates. Um, yeah, can I do South East London. Don't flip the Astra. Oh, I wanted to do it. Oh, oh. I had to ask Ian's permission because it's his line. It's not, you're, you're not going to be a million miles away from Lovell and Bromley now. No, Probably no, not easy to get there, but you're not too far away. shouldn't be we? too difficult. I actually don't know what the route is, but yeah, it's going to be close to where Lovell is. It is next to Selhurst Park for any point of reference for football fans. All there you of go. Our football fans that are listening. Up the palace. <laughs> <laughs> you eagles, go on you eagles. Yeah. Come on the glaziers. Um, yeah, and that's it basically. So I'm in Reading for another two or three weeks. It's going to be nice to get back into London. Did I tell you about when I saw the Eagles in Sydney not long ago? No. No. It was amazing. It was genuinely one of the best gigs I've ever been to in my life. They was were it, really Was it cool. one of those nights? It was, uh, yeah. It was yeah. one of these nights. Yeah. <laughs> to take it easy. Uh, <laughs> off mic. Say again. No. <laughs> Ian said, was it good or was it Hotel California? <laughs> <laughs> That's a real good joke. Let's see yeah. what he did there. 
Did um did Thingy play Boys of Summer? Yeah, he did. Don Hanley played Boys of Summer. Yeah, um, with the fake seagull noise as well. Yeah, they actually had it. Yeah, I fucking love that song. Yeah, who, do- who doesn't love that song? Probably Don Henley now. <laughs> yeah, after having sung it many thousands of times. Maybe real seagulls who are upset that you know they yeah. have, they, a job's been taken away from them. Yeah, it's it's a culture goal appropriation <laughs> yes yes very good yeah very good brilliant yeah i am yeah. a semi-pro comedian now remember so i see you what you did there when i say semi-pro i mean i do five minutes open mics and i've never been paid semi-pro sounds like half a hooker so my mate ran the school edited the school annual magazine right it came out once a year and it has all stories from people in our school in it and the reason why i bring this up is because of the <laughs> phrase hooker we had one of the guys in my year was um, a really promising rugby player who was doing trials for England. And so he went and did a trial for England and he wrote about it and then he put it in the school magazine. Now, my mate didn't like this guy. And um, so what he did was, you know, the like call out text that you have in an article. So if you, like the highlighted quote, which is really big. Yes. So essentially, it's just got this whole text about something and it's just something like my rugby trials or something. And the only sentence he highlighted was, I had half an hour to prove that I was the best hooker in London. <laughs> and that's all he had. Excellent. Yeah, it was actually brilliant. It was just like a, little, a small little petty bit of Little revenge. dig, yeah. Um, so anyway, tell us about your new job. How's that going? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I quite like it. It's all right. Is so, he, what's your boss like? He's uh, a very reasonable man by the seams of things. So you're a manager? Yeah. So you've got people going... I can't come in today, I'm not sick. Yeah, I told them not to do that. The rule is you've got to call, and I was like, don't call, just text me. I don't want that sicky voice on the phone, it just annoyed me did you, more than did anything. You, so when you arrived, was this, it's so funny, because I can never imagine mates doing this. I know. Did you, did you sit around and go, hi guys, I'm the new um, head of your team, if you just want to come to me because I'm open for suggestions, we're going to have some feedback dialogue, is it, did you have that kind of meeting? Yes and no, I didn't say it in such a gay way, but yeah, effectively yes. Just to pick up on that point, though, that you were saying, it's so true. When you call in sick, even though you are are sick, you don't necessarily sound sick. Yeah. (laughs) So you have to go through this rigmarole of trying to sound a little bit weak and feeble. On Friday, one of the guys from (laughs) the other team... I can't come in today. His manager wasn't in, and he came in to pick up his laptop because he was sick or something. And he came over and started explaining to me why he was sick. And I was just (laughs) like, I really don't need to know. (laughs) Um, if you're ill, you're ill. Yeah, yeah, just don't come in, it's fine. Or, yeah, but I, also get your sick fucking self away from my desk. Now, he said he had a bad back, and then he pulled his shirt up and started showing me bits <laughs> of his back. And I was like, I don't need to see that, I really don't. Also, back pain doesn't work that way. Look, <laughs> yeah. look, 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 look how sore it is internally. Yeah, here's, here's my skin. Are you a manager, Tom, at work? Uh, no, I am not, and I'm pretty happy about that. Are you a manager? I mean, I don't mean by title, I mean, do you actually lie manage a team? No. So we've all avoided it. I'm, I am 41 years old and I have avoided line management. It's like, I don't know, the moment someone makes me line manager, I'm going to be like, oh, I've sold out. This is the moment. All my dreams are dead. Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't been a people leader for long, but I'm waiting until I do turn into a dickhead and don't even realise it. I would take a guess at 1998. <laughs> so wait, were you a, for the record, Ian's known me since 1998. Were you a... Uh, no, no, I wasn't. No, no, no. Not my old job. Oh, so this is brand new. Yeah, it's, um, it's fine. But yeah, I just don't want to turn it into a work wanker. You know that they're uh, in the canteen or in the pub afterwards going, what do you think of the new bloke? Bit of a dickhead. So uh, have you interviewed many people? Having said that, I've interviewed people. Oh, I've interviewed people, yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny interviewing people, especially when they're a bit nervous. 
Yeah, because yeah. you're like, you don't understand that I'm a complete dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you all think I'm official. Yeah. No, it's totally true because I mean, I, I used to interview people Wait, as you used part to, of my job. You used like, to sack all the people time. as part of your job, yeah. didn't you? But like, I remember the first time I went and like, interviewed anyone, I was like, oh shit, they're going to find me out. They're going to know I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter yeah. a fuck. You can be as much of a dickhead in an interview as you like. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're applying for a job from you. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I, I have um, done interviews before where I've got nervous and I've been interviewing. That was, a, that was a, Yeah, that was early days. Now, even when I go for interviews, I don't get nervous because it's more of a conversation. That's kind of how you need to think about it. You're interviewing them, which is kind of true. Well, you're, the way I see it is you, you are two people who are like, let's talk about whether I'm a good fit and whether you're a good fit and this is going to work. So in, in the last year, how many interviews have you gone for and failed to get jobs? Uh, only one. The rest oh. of them didn't interview me. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, was, I was just checking your technique there. That's but what about Innocent Smoothies 10 years ago? <laughs> I think you'll find that was four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. About three and a half years ago. And um, you're still going on about it now. No, you brought it up. <laughs> well, you were ranting about it the other day no, on WhatsApp. I, uh, I just I like Innocent Smoothies, <laughs> you said. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I was. They just put me through rigmarole, but I went for an interview recently and they did the same thing. I had a phone interview. Uh, an interview which then I had to come back again and have have another interview and I had to have lunch with the team so I had to meet the fucking team and have lunch with them Mm. and then after all of that they said no you haven't got it and I was like oh fuck off actually that reminds me I've got a new guy starting in my team a week Monday and um, so the Friday before he's joining I'm taking the rest of the team out to lunch and I was like oh I should invite him along because you know it'd be nice and so I did. And then I thought, wait a minute, it's not going to be nice from his point of view. No, he's going to be like, <laughs> you know, You've nervous about it. You've already turned into the work wanker. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to turn up and be like, oh, fucking hell. I thought I was just going to get to chill out this Friday. Oh, mate, it's fucking awful. I was going to say, we went off tangent about Tom's house. I think I was pretty much there, but just very quickly, hopefully moving to South Norwood in a few weeks, currently in Reading. Who are you staying in Reading with? Two very good friends, Tom and Cathy. And oh, Tom and Kathy. Yeah, Tom, and Kathy. Tom Trout and Kathy Trout. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it Tom Trout? Yeah, Tom Trout. Tom and Trout. Kathy Trout. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, she didn't take his name. The Trout. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Perch. And, and, and Kathy Trout. No relation. <laughs> well, actually, they're, they're called the Walters. It's, Why? He changed his name from. This it sounds a bit fishy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> get off. He, he changed his name from Tom Trout to Tom Walter, which is his mum's name. And it's because he's in the police force and he thought that it'd be harder for him to get promoted and taken seriously if his name was Trout. So actually, it's actually, Tom yeah, and Kathy PC Walter. Trout, that. Yeah, but the head of the police force for years was called Condon. Oh, now it's Cressida Dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And before that, it was Massive Wife. <laughs> in order to get promoted in the police, you have to have a dodgy second name. <laughs> If I change my name, my family would be fucking disgusted with me. I think if you're going to change your name, you have the like. Well, it depends what you that, change it to. You can have you have the license to be incredibly creative with it. Yeah. So I wouldn't go for Walter. I'd go for Walter. Is in W A L T E R. Yes. Oh, that was his mum's maiden name, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's not like he's just plucked it out of, I you know, the thin name. air. It still is her name. She didn't take Trout because she's um, in quite the police. A celebrated Potter. So she didn't change her name because then people know she was. But she's a Stoke City fan. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it sort of makes sense. He's gone for his other's parents' name. I'd be really pissed off if I was his dad. I mean, you know, I see it. But, you know, it's like, look, son, I give you your name. 
It's supposed to be for life. You came out the end of my dick. Yeah. You've got my name. That's the fucking rules. Yeah, like a little trat swimming upstream into your mother's vagina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and also, you can use the phrase brown trout to describe having a shit. <laughs> what would all of our names have been if we took our mum's name instead? I don't know. I don't no, want to no, say no, this. Say it, it's, all, say no, it. it's all security questions and shit, isn't it? Oh, yeah, your mother's maiden name. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to say it. I don't what, want to say what, it. Would our, what would our bank accounts be if we just <laughs> said them now? If we, like, swap bank account numbers, what would it be like? I don't I don't want to say that. But I obviously called myself on the internet, because I don't like people knowing who I am, uh, Jamie Maserati. Yeah, and I call myself John Fashionu. <laughs> Do you? No. That would be brilliant. <laughs> no, but what's, what's interesting is when me and Davina got married, she, only as a joke, changed her name on Facebook to Davina Maserati. But loads of her family that she hasn't seen for ages who live in the Midlands now think... Oh, that your surname is actually but, but, Maserati. And, but also loads of her friends who haven't seen her for a while, they all think I'm called Jamie Maserati. And then we're now... So now we get Christmas cards saying, to the Maserati. So it's like... <laughs> it's just so sort of fucking made up. Can I ask why you selected Maserati as your screen name or... Because it, it's close to my real name-ish. Yeah. It's Italian, and I like Italian stuff. It's a yeah. cool car. I like cool cars. You know, go figure. Yeah. I suppose it is quite close to Jamie, Massachusetts, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, also, um, one time on the on the Facebook, I was in a thread talking about politics, and some bloke just wrote to me, fuck off back to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, I'm experiencing racism. It's like that time Justin Trudeau pretended to be black and then he took just to experience what it was like to be um, an ethnic minority. Yeah. When he did it the 17 or 18 times with his mates for a laugh. Oh, is it, was that his excuse? I did it to experience... No, I don't think he did. No, no, no. no, no, no. He, he fessed up and just went, yeah, I've done it quite a few times. I don't remember how many times. <laughs> yeah. He was also like, it, it's basically my favourite thing I do it so often. Yeah, I fucking love blacking up, I do. He did it, when he was, it was a long time ago, though, right? It was yeah, like but he just got re-elected, so it clearly doesn't it's matter. It's like university... How many times did we black up at university? <laughs> Oh, so it's something I've never personally done. I've never, I've never done it. Right? And if you did do it, you'd remember. Imagine doing it so many times you don't know how many times you've done it. Yeah, but we weren't the kind of people at uni who routinely go yeah, to fancy dress things, would we? I've been to several of Tom's fancy dress parties. I've never blacked up to go. Well, you remember when we were in um, Basingstoke Roadhouse, but it wasn't yeah. ours. Um, that was a fancy dress party. That's the only one I remember. I don't remember that being a fancy dress party, was it? Yeah, that's the only one I remember but at Borsa uni. just came dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, turned I don't up remember up for I some reason. Yeah, I turned up as yeah, a black I, pope. I kind of feel like at university, we just I don't remember really entering into the spirit of it. And that, that, that was the point I was making. We weren't the sort of group who routinely yeah. would have gone to fancy dress yeah. parties. No, we were terrible. Had we, had we been yeah. in that we sort of... In that respect, we probably would have blacked up. You know, if you were Justin Trudeau, you know, you'd probably have blacked up. To be fair to Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Wait, so yeah. if I was a so more sociable student, I would have blacked yeah. up. If you were a more sociable and politically connected Canadian, I'm sure you would have blacked up as well. Yeah. So, it just stands to reason. Yeah, I mean, good on you, Justin. I mean, people have a go at Trump, but how many tra- times has Trump blacked up? None. Pro- I mean, probably none. <laughs> imagine, if, imagine if all this footage came out. <laughs> <laughs> We'd look like Don King. <laughs> his hair just kept his hair the same. That'd be amazing. I don't. I don't think Trump would understand. I don't think he's the kind of guy who he wouldn't like, get it. He, yeah, he wouldn't get the idea of dressing up as something. He'd be like, I'm dressed up powerfully because I'm a powerful man. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't. I'm the be, best man, the greatest man. Yeah, why would I want to dress? Very nice man. Else? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's he's nuts. Did you see after they killed Al Shabab, whatever he's called? What's he called? Al Baghdadi. Yeah, Al Big Baghdadi. Yeah, after they killed him, did you see the speech he did versus the speech that Obama did when they killed Bin Laden? No, so, I didn't. So, but yeah, I can imagine. So funny. The, yeah. The, the difference. It's well, no, he did say he died like a dog in a tunnel or whatever. Look it up. But then he was busy praising that dog that caught him somehow. Yeah, first of all, he hates dog. No, 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 that's exactly what I was going to say. classic Trump flip-flop. <laughs> but he was sent into the tunnel by uh, military dogs who chased him and are therefore doggy heroes. And also, as a dog owner, I hate it when people say you did something like a dog and, you know, is slightly derogative to dogs. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, it's like, dogs are nice. Get the fuck. Don't we all like dogs? Yet dog you, is somehow an insult. Be, I don't get it. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's like a dog with two dicks. That's a great phrase. I've never heard that. It's the dog's bollocks. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. other stuff to do with dog's genitals. It's mm-hmm. a dog's life. Is that good or bad? I don't no, it's know. A good, it's yeah, a it's good. Yeah, it's a dog's good. life. No, I think that's like, uh, isn't it? It's a dog's life. Uh, what does uh mean? Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> Ripsy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, callback humor. Uh. Callback humor about callback humor. Uh, just uh, to finish that, I miss my dog. Yes, well, he's coming over, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's got his uh, dog flights booked. <laughs> what is... What, yeah. yeah. Is he staying in a hotel? Where, whereabouts? Uh, what he is. is. He's staying in Hamrob the night before. And um, then foot, they take foot him... Rob the next night. Yeah. <laughs> and then they take him to the airport in the morning. Well, how, what, how do they transport dogs? They, they, in the hold. It's on a plane. It's not in the hold. No, it is they in the hold. They freeze to fucking death in the hold. No, it's in a passenger hold. It's not in a cargo hold, obviously. So they're basically going a crate and they right, stay there. Right, that's a, a very time. obvious answer, actually, isn't it? Yeah. They also um, get given puppy Xanax to chill them out during the flight, which I think is a great idea. They should give that to humans as well. What puppy Xanax? Well, no, regular human Xanax. Uh, I've never taken Xanax. What's it, what's it meant to do? Relax you? Is it? Yeah, it's a relaxer and you can take it for it's sleep. A relaxer, antidepressant. Yeah, it's yeah. big in America it's and it's though. very bad for you. Yeah, it's addictive. Uh, have you ever would take Xanax? I have. I have yeah. great, but I was very keen not to take too many of them. But yeah, they it is... Relaxing. It's a bit like Valium. It's relaxing, yeah. Oh, mate, this sounds fucking sweet. I'm trying to think of what the actual... Oh, Alprazolam. That's Xanax. Alprazolam. Wasn't he that terrorist? He yeah, just I was going to say, is he not second in charge of ISIS? Yeah, he's <laughs> of Prazolam. <laughs> That's where he comes from. Xanax, here we go. And um, Valium works. is diazepam. What about Ambien? Ambien's going to be amazing. Yeah, that's something nitrate. That's what Roseanne Barr had. You know, Roseanne Barr, I mean, who Ben got, claims not to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, I've never I, fucking heard of her, have I? And to, to be, oh, they're all fucking fat. <laughs> what, yeah. those fat Americans? <laughs> fucking wankers. <laughs> oh, we're doing a Ben impression. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, what the fuck? I don't know, I fucked her. Not Roseanne Barr. And then I fucked her. Yeah, it was a moment. <laughs> now, that is so funny where we're talking about it. And then he, I listened to it the other day and I was crying with laughter. And then he just goes, oh, the fat fucks. <laughs> <laughs> fat fuck is right. There's several phrases that I love, right? And fat fuck is one of them. Oh, as well as um, uh, four eyes. Four <laughs> eyes. Like, is a great insult. Yeah. So if uh, you just go, oh, fuck off four eyes. It's just the best. It's the absolute fucking best. Also, calling people a pranny or a, pra- or a dork. Dork's what's, great what's one. a pranny? Posh tranny? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, um, it's like a prat. Or a twat or a twit. Which? All of them? Yeah, okay. And all of those is a pranny, is it? I've never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pranny? You've heard, of, you've heard of pranny, right? I've heard of it. I'd never see it, I don't think. Yeah, what I don't think I'd ever pranny. see it. Look at that. Look at that pranny. I've never heard that before. Mm. I mean, it's real because you've heard of it and you're seeing it. Here we go. 
Pranny the idiot. What's the difference? <laughs> Pranny. Urban <laughs> Dictionary. Thought to be a hybrid between Pratt and Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Nice. Uh, this, is, this is one of my favourite. Wazzock. I, I like the um, on Urban Dictionary. You know when they have the contextual bit and they have the word and then they have a phrase in which it's used? <laughs> yeah. Because they're, they're always quite funny. I've added to Urban Dictionary, actually, with the word wazzle, which for a long time was um, meant bundle around where I came from. But um, yeah, Urban Dictionary is fucking good. Oh, I also added another one, which it's, you could still use to this day. It's very useful, called bum hatting. That's good. Bum hat. I mean, I don't know what it means, but I like the sound. Yeah. I like the word. It's brilliant because there isn't a word for this in, in the Arse world. Hat. Right. I, if this is what I think it is, I made this up and you got this from your ex-wife. But continue. Yes, but she got it from me. No. I made it up. I made it up. talking about gonorrhea. I made up. You didn't. I made bum hatting up. <laughs> Did you fucking. This is not true. I made it up. <laughs> I made it up. If it's what I think it is, Inspector Bum Hatting. It's Inspector Bum Hatting. I made it up. I made it up. I absolutely made it up. I made it up when I was living with Chris and Fuck you. This is my fucking word. It isn't. This is my word for the fucking. This is the thing I added to humanity. I'm sorry you've misremembered this. So this is genuine podcast. And I didn't get it from. I didn't get it from Elizabeth. She got it from me. But. Right. Just no. Just no. This is the only time I'm ever tempted to fucking get in contact with my ex-wife just to say, <laughs> can you clarify one thing? Thanks, bye. But, um, uh, uh, yeah, P.S. How's Peter Crouch? <laughs> okay. Did Elizabeth I, I, have a Peter Crouch thing? Yeah, she did. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right, so um, <laughs> to explain what bum hatting is, and I added it to Urban Dictionary years ago, so fuck you, it's mine. Is well, it actually on there? Yes, I'll go look it up on Urban Dictionary now to prove you, it's fucking mine. That Can doesn't you, make it yours. It just means I don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> which uh, I think we all know. Right, okay. Wait, hold on, you're on Twitter now. I am. Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? At Comedy Irvin. At spell Irvin? I-R-V-I-N-E. And mine is Jamie Jackson A-T-I. So Jamie Jackson Atty. Okay, and mine, which hasn't been used for many years, is at turnip underscore king. And what's yours, Tom? Are you? I'm not on Twitter, so no handle. What? Underscore no handle. <laughs> underscore no handle. There you go. Too many tweets makes a twat. Uh, yeah, thanks, David Cameron. Um, so, bye, Dave. David Cameron's just left. Back in your shed, mate. There he goes. I love the way that that's such a big deal that was he, he resigned and then because he went everyone went fucking nuts about it like, he was just humming to himself as he walked back into number 10 um, right to explain bum hatting because there isn't a word for this whether or not Ian came up with it or I came up with it it was 100% me but definitely me um, it's when a programme references itself at the beginning of a programme or after a break or something like that so MasterChef does it a lot American programmes do it so much you know where they do a kind of recap oh minutes. a recap then <laughs> oh, there no, is a word for it yeah. no but it's not a recap it, it's, it's not like here's a straight recap of what we're seeing oh, it's, it's like not, they're just yammering on to fill time about what's happened yeah, before yeah, oh okay yeah. they're filling like it with previously on prison break like something will happen like someone will drop a tray in the kitchen um, when, when they're with uh, Gordon Ramsay or something and then they'll cut immediately halfway through the scene to that fucking person who dropped the tray going yeah and then I dropped the tray and then it's like you're like fucking oh Jesus okay Christ. it's when they're interviewing interviewing them after the fact about what well, happened it's just, it's just and it's sort a of program a program continuously self-referent like a reaction it's shot. filler it's yeah. filler it is filler yeah yeah, if you watch Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, it does it a lot. In the American one, it's it's cut so fast. It's like, it's a real sign that their society is uh, sick to the core. <laughs> Filler, like when you go and have food and it's got loads of onions in it. Like You know, you get curries and they're two-thirds onions. Filler food. 
<laughs> yes, that's pertinent to the conversation we're having, Tom. It is, yeah. I can only say I love Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. The American one, and it's the most rigid and formulaic TV show that has ever existed. It is the exact it's same awful. every week. And I would awful. watch it to try and be like, I can't believe they managed to make the same thing. That is the thing I like about it. And it's also taught me that the worst people in the world are Italian-Americans. Because they're all like, oh, this result is a bit shit. What did you say about my mother? You know, they're all like, just calm down, you dickheads. <laughs> Why don't you go back to Bensonhurst? <laughs> You've never seen that Spike Lee film, uh, what's it called? The 25th Hour? Or tw- uh, Twitter, it's called, is it Edward Norton? Or- yeah, yeah, Edward I've Norton. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, do, do you remember that scene in it where he's like, fuck everyone? And then he's like, fuck the fucking Jews on Fifth Avenue. Fuck the fucking Pakistani taxi drivers. Fuck the gays in Chelsea Village. And he basically goes through everyone in New York telling them to fuck off. And then he's fucked the Italian Americans up in Bensonhurst. And then it, cl- it cuts to a... <laughs> group of them all stood around with baseball bats all dressed in tracksuits going Benson Hurst and anyway go back to Benson Hurst and then I dropped the tray yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds so anyway so and at the end he says fuck you and talking to himself because he's the one who fucked up he's got to go to jail I really remember So I found something which is gonna, which will blow your fucking mind. Is that Kit Kat wafers? You know the wafers in Kit Kat. They're hell. Oh, the internal bits are uh, crushed up Kit Kat. The internal bits are crushed up Kit Kat, which makes me think, what was the original Kit Kat? Oh, it's a chicken and egg type thing. It is. Well, just the ingredients of Kit Kat. <laughs> Where's <you just> wafer? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, welcome Jeez. back, Tom. Uh, thank you. Uh, we all went and got a cup of tea, which is very nice. Yep. Yeah, it's all a bit low energy jab around here, isn't it? It is. It's very low energy jab. You know why? It's because it's a dark Saturday. Uh, we've just watched the football results come in. It's uh, like kind of a bit wintry, autumnally cold. We've had a cup of tea. You just want to kind of settle back, watch X Factor, have a wank, have a takeaway, uh, <laughs> a nice hot bath. Mmm, tea wank and X Factor. <laughs> Cornerstone of the best Saturday you've ever had. <laughs> So Actually, what, should we put on some of that Saturday evening TV that Mowat hates? I you love know, Saturday. I love Saturday night TV. TV. I love uh, Saturday night TV. Fucking pleb dazzle TV. Yeah, yeah pleb dazzle TV. I yeah, love yeah. it. It's the only time of the week I want to watch TV. Is that kind of it's BBC One? It's Saturday night. I love it. It's right. No, it's awful. It is awful. It's never been any good since Noel's house party. And do you remember the uh, <laughs> fucking what's his name, Danny Boyle, who did that Olympics opening thing? Yeah. And he had a little. You do I remember Danny Boyle? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a little Saturday night TV bit in his opening thing. There was a house and like people were going in. They're all like, yeah, and they're watching fucking X Factor. Yeah, and everyone got shit. angry because it was a mixed race family. Yeah, what? and it was so what? politically what? Really? correct. And I knew the girl that did it. The girl at the Olympics that did, who was like the the mum with the kids that got yeah. out of the car. Yeah. I know her. She's a mate. Really? I didn't know that she was doing it. So when I watched it, it was like her name's Carly. I was like, oh my god, it's Carly. Do do I know her? No, I don't think so. Is it Carly Simon? Um, but yeah the Daily Mail got really angry because there was a mixed race family and they were like surely they can't be young surely no no, no, they were no they were they were really annoyed and and then Jessica Ennis who was mixed race won loads of goals and and they were all like the point is it was literally every lower league footballer as well no no it's not that it's not that the family was mixed race they felt that it was political (laughs) correctness gone mad forced upon people uh, as like a message of you know 
I don't know, the attack on whiteism or the traditional family unit. I Fuck knows, mate. I don't know. It wasn't me who had a problem with it. Well, no, the reason I thought it was ridiculous is what on earth has Saturday evening TV got to do with the Olympics? Because it's one of the great British things. Well, is that really a great British thing? Oh, yeah. Saturday night, mate. You've, everyone grew up with Saturday night TV. Noel's House Party and Blind Date and fucking Gladiators. You, you, Gladiators, you bet. It's fucking brilliant. Blind Date. Blockbusters, <laughs> yeah. blackbusters, in the words of uh, uh, Alan Partridge. It? No, um, the old ex-Labour leader. Oh, Ed Miliband. Ed Miliband. Did he say uh, that? No, he said to me, "R.I.P. Bob Holders, host of Blockbusters." <laughs> All right, name your favourite Saturday night TV show. You bet. Do you want to bet on it? No. <laughs> Do you want a Brucey's something bonus in it? Actually, no, no, no. It um, it was the A team. It was on at five fifteen oh, on a Saturday. A team was on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was that. Yeah, good yeah. point. A team. I, I associate the A team with being at my grandparents' house. So do I. <laughs> you were never at my grandparents' house. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's I what I did. Was. I went round to my grandparents' place and watched the A team. Yeah, I think that's why we all cherish those memories because it reminds us of being a kid and being. You know, I, I love. I used to love Blind Date. Oh, I always hated Blind Date. Yeah, blind Date is definitely one. Oh, it's Blind Date. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Blind Date. D- 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 blind Date. Blind Date. <laughs> With Miss Silla Black. I think it was Silla Black I hated. Yeah, who doesn't hate Silla Black? Yeah, awful, awful, horrible, pinch-faced woman. <laughs> She's dead now, isn't she? Good. Pinch face. <laughs> that was just like someone like just pinched her face and it pinch just sat there. Uh-huh. Horrible pinch faced woman. You know, she's Talk about cutting. Ads. I know what you mean. Oh, really cutting. Awful. Looks like an anus, that kind of thing. Janus. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've loved Gladiators though. I Samantha fucking love Gladiators is excellent. Gladiators was at, the, uh, was at that kind of peak where I was like 12 and horny all the time and then you'd have Jet on the rings putting her oh, legs around people getting tough with Jet was why I watched Gladiators no. well the whole thing was great oh, but she that was, get, her, that was get her legs around you never really liked Gladiators there was, a, there, was a, there was Gladiators Baywatch and Blind Date pretty much back to back yeah, and all fitties and it was just great yeah. <laughs> that pinch face bird who used to come <laughs> <laughs> um, I may have said this on here before because I've definitely mentioned it before but um, my technical teacher at school Mr. Rogkin uh, was teacher? supposed What's to be that? on like Woodwork Oh, I see. Uh, was supposed to be on uh, Gladiators, DT. and then he just pushed it out of it at the last minute. Oh, so, okay. like, when he was going around school, everyone would just like hum the Gladiators theme tune at him, and he left not long after. <laughs> what a pussy, though, not going on Gladiators. I mean, it's not like the fucking SAS or going into war, is it? Maybe, it's not he, had, gladiators, maybe mate. he had anxiety issues about being on TV. Well, then don't fucking. He was quite apply. a shy man. I want to be judgmental. I, know, I get it. Don't though. take you my fun away. Make a big deal about putting yourself out there. Oh yeah, and, no, and, and obviously, if you're a, yeah, and if you're a teacher, just don't do that. Well, I'll tell you what's great now. Yeah. Um, Ninja Warrior, they're fucking brilliant. Oh, I do quite like that Ninja Warrior. Yeah, mate. It. And it's yeah, got mate. that. Um, Funnily enough, I've never seen it. It's got that Rochelle Humes woman who is fit. She is not pinch faced. She, you love your mixed race women. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Saturday Night TV, the program that you used to come over all the time, not literally, you know, where they get athletes and they have to do all different trials. Oh, yeah, that, uh, inside Lydia's Earth. <laughs> no, that was wasn't called? Saturday. It's Superstars, but that wasn't Saturday Night TV. Oh, okay. Superstars. Yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, why has Superstars stopped? It's so good. Because people make too much money and it's like, oh, you could get injured doing stuff. It was really its oh, best correct, in the 70s correct, and 80s because correct. people had no money. It was like genuinely hard competing against each I, other. What was that one? Um, and it wasn't on a Saturday night, but it was kids on motorbikes. Oh, uh, Kickstart. Yes. Ki- uh, uh, school holiday great. fair. Kickstart was amazing. What about Run the Gauntlet? Well, they wouldn't have that now, would they? 
Well, probably. Well, no, they wouldn't. I can even tell you the kid. No, they, could, they don't. I always it's remember the on. name of the kid who was successful. <laughs> yeah, the uh, proof is it's not here, mate. <laughs> Dougie Lampkin was always the winner at Kickstart. He's Dougie still, Lampkin. His, his name stuck in my Yeah, it sounds like he plays for Stram What about or um, Run the Gauntlet? Did you, do you remember that? No, it's Run DMC, mate. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Nightmare. So, so no, I fucking love Nightmare. Take a left. Walk forward. But you're you're on a you're, 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 you're in a room with a table that's got some bread on it. Pick up the bread, don't eat it, but <laughs> put it in your bag, but now you're nourished somehow. <laughs> you used to be the face yeah. of a person and their face used to come apart and then their eyeballs used to fly out yeah, and they died. It was, it was and then they really changed it. Yeah, yeah, then they changed it. But probably because kids <laughs> were like Yeah. Oh, but that was the fucking Early eight, uh, uh, late eighties, early nineties. It was. Just like, well, wow. do you remember the uh, "Don't Go on the Railway Tracks" adverts from the eighties? Mate, do I? I'm where scarred the, by them. Yeah, where the kids get electrocuted and die That's in horrific point, fashion. Oh, mate, they're fucking horrific. Wouldn't have those ads nowadays. Do you remember? Oh, no, they would. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just going back to Saturday Night TV, uh, Noel's House Party. I mean, as bits of it now, it'd be awful. But I remember loving Noel's House Party. I can. Mister Blobby would still be amazing. Mr. Blobby is a, a regular topic on this podcast he because he's wicked, isn't he? Yeah, but and he was just so funny. You, you, no one has ever come out to say I was Mr. Blobby. Uh, he's probably got I'm an NDA or something. <laughs> no, he doesn't have an NDA. No, he's probably in his contract. <laughs> you can't come out and make money from being Mr. Blobby later. Well, no, I think the Stig has. Some, and he still came out. Some guy who's like uh, now head what, of BBC gay, Two or something <laughs> um, was Gordon the Gopher. So like, no way. Yeah, you can, really? you can you well, start, like, start at the bottom, literally. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> Laugh at Philip Schofield's jokes. Good old Schofield, he's all right. He's right. There's something slightly unnerving about him in a way. I can't work it out. He looks too young for his age. He doesn't he's age. He's too nice. He's like Ainsley Harriet. Don't you reckon Ainsley Harriet's a wife beater? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a bit Cliff Richardy. Jolly. <laughs> Jolly. I don't know. I think yeah, I think that's it, what, so it feels like an act. Yeah, it it's doesn't. Some, it's, no one can be that naturally jolly. Can it, you imagine his face though, where like he stops being jolly and he just turns away? You would shit yourself. Yeah. He was like, exactly. Ha, 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 ha. I could imagine him beating um, someone to death. Yes, it's a menacing feel to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to find out that Ainsley Hardy. It was Mr. Blobby. <laughs> oh, it probably was. <laughs> yeah, de- in fact, definitely. Mean, it probably was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He definitely was. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, glad we solved that one. Um, but anyway, so Saturday Night TV was included in the Olympic ceremony because what Danny Boyle... Yeah, as was all those floating NHS beds. That yeah. was the weirdest bit. Well, no, it's because what they did, and I, I heard him talk about this, and when, when you realise this, you're like, oh, that makes sense. They basically went, right, what are all the great things about Britain? And think of anything great about Britain. So that's why Mr. Bean's in there. Frazzles. That's why, that's why <laughs> Brunel's in there. That's why the NHS is in there. That's why Saturday Night TV's in Casual there. Casual racism. That's right. You know, Football violence. Fra- Did you mention frazzles? <laughs> Casual frazzles. <laughs> Frazzle violence. Erectile dysfunction. Common. Apparently so. Huh. Woman. No, that's Gary Newman. <laughs> um, but, but, and so that's why the whole thing is like an ode to being British. Uh, yeah. Bang, Bradish. What I do remember about watching that is thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, and this it is going was. to be terrible. No, it oh, this is so going to be terrible. Good. And then getting through and being like, oh, it wasn't that bad. No, it, there was, it was a level brilliant. of relief. It, no, it was brilliant. Not that bad. I think it was really good. I thought it was really good. Oh, I found it a bit cringeworthy. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but I just get embarrassed by stuff that makes too much of an effort. Jamie, you think it's good? It's so I, eager. I thought, I thought it was fucking brilliant. I thought it was really good. You must have fucking you know, died of embarrassment to the Beijing one then. You know that, right, you know that, that, it was, it's almost like an Osborne level reaction to yes, certain things. Yeah? Yes, yes. What, what I've realised about that, and I'm not going to go Chris because we've all got it, 
is that that kind of ironic detachment and cynicism has actually held me back a lot of my life. And one of the things I've tried to do over the last few years, I'm not going to go at you, I'm talking about myself, is just get rid of it. Stop being so fucking embarrassed. Let fucking go. I don't know, this kind of level of, oh, I'm doing everything ironically, is like you don't end up committing or doing anything properly. Doesn't mean you have to like Saturday evening television there, does it? <laughs> no, but we all did though, didn't we? Admit it. Oh well, yeah, when you were a kid, yeah. Yeah, but even now, I love Ant and Dec show. I love... Um, well, I love it when all the crowd go nuts and they're like, Wee! and then and Dick I don't, I've never been that excited in my life. I don't know how they're so excited. They're like, oh, coming up next, Stacey Solomon, and they come in their pants. Yeah, the warm-up <laughs> act must be amazing. Yeah. Right, so what I wanted to talk about quickly was this Greta Thunberg. Nothing particularly personal against her, right? She's 14. You're saying this with a hand She's 16. She, she, she's 14 and, and, want, and wanted to... She's 14 and wants it. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Jamie. 14 and wanted to just, you know, make things she's better. 16. And she kind of accidentally kind of led a youth movement about climate change. My view on um, Extinction Rebellion is different to my view on Greta Thunberg. So I think she's all right. But what's interesting, I don't know if you've noticed this, She's in political institutions like the UN making political speeches with a political point of view, right? I know people go, well, it's science, it's not political, right? Everything's political. So she's doing these political speeches and also coming up with political solutions. But have you noticed that you're not allowed to go, uh, I don't really agree with her and I don't necessarily think that she should be making that speech? Yeah, you're not allowed to criticise her because of who she is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even though she's a political figure making a political point like at a political institution. Like, imagine if Mike Ashley was saying exactly the same words. <laughs> Everyone would be like, shut up, you fat wanker. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's... And talking about the environment, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd all be slugging it Because it's Greta Thunderbird, she's fine, apparently. <laughs> Wait, who the fuck is Mike Ashley? Uh, the guy that owns um, Newcastle and Sports. Oh, him, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I know. You know, the big yes, fat guy. I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love it if he came out as a, as a radical environmentalist. Or... I said something about disagreeing with, with the validity of having her do these speeches and stuff in political institutions. I brought that up at work and someone basically shot me right down and said, oh, she's a 16-year-old girl with disabilities. You know, she's not there to be criticized. Oh, yeah, she's autistic, isn't she? Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it, oh, Asperger's, yeah. So, so, and it's like, she's coming with a political point. Yeah, she, a political institution. She's putting herself out there to be criticized. Yeah, I'm not saying, oh, fuck that bitch. I'm saying, I, I don't necessarily think that her spearheading this movement well, has yeah, any kind point. of validity. You're not, you're not criticizing her as an individual. You're criticizing what she's saying that you disagree oh, with. I'm, I'm kind of criticizing that, that that the UN are entertaining it in the sense that it's basically mm. a bit of virtual signaling. It's like, oh, we've got this girl. We all care about it because we've got this. Ooh, well, girl they, did you see what? Um, and they don't give a fuck. Barack Obama said in the week, uh, which was about how virtue signaling. Yeah, it was wokeness. brilliant. And wokeness, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wokeness, yeah, yeah. That was that was really good. I like, didn't you enjoy can that. never be pure enough. I actually don't know this. What's he said? Um, so basically, he was just giving a talk about something else, and he was on about how basically everyone today has to be purer than pure. If you're like, don't believe one single thing, you're on the out. And he's like, well, look, some of the people you disagree with, 
they're probably good people. They probably love their family and stuff as well. And, you know, no one's perfect. we got to stop, you know, just excluding everyone for one thing because then that's how you get a broad coalition of people on your side. Well, and the other point he was making was that just firing out a virtue signaling tweet on Twitter doesn't, yeah, doesn't, doesn't do make anything. you an activist. And it yeah. doesn't make, you know... You're, you actually you know, have to do help, things. It doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help. How about you work hard to become president, dickheads? <laughs> yeah, calling people out doesn't help anything. And uh, what was amusing was he actually attacked people who and he quote unquote wokeness yeah he said it doesn't matter about your wokeness and i and it's so funny that oops w- what was that that's from a f- uh, it's your phone oh thanks what um, has amused me recently is that woke has is now just 100 percent an insult so yeah Do you think when zach de la rocha wrote the song wake up in uh, <laughs> 1990 or 91 or whatever it was that he would have envisaged this um anyway has anyone seen the irishman yet is it out I don't think it is. Isn't it coming out on Netflix yes, at the same time as it comes out in the cinema or something? Yeah, well, Ooh. Netflix paid for it, so yes. Yeah, so you'd think so. <laughs> well, if they don't get it after having paid for it, they'll probably be annoyed. <laughs> Maybe there'll be like court proceedings. Uh, Martin Scorsese said he couldn't get funding from studios. They didn't want to. They didn't want him to do another film with De Niro. Yeah, that doesn't sound right, does it? Yeah, that's what he said. That's, that's not a reason. Ah, you know, mm, oh, shit! I just don't think that's commercially viable. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, when you see but the Martin, Irishman, I think you're past your best. It's well, time to pack up and go home. Well, have well you De Niro is. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. He's done a load of all, shit movies. I think they're all thing. kind of a bit past their best now. Yeah, but the thing is, people will still go and watch it because they'll be like, ooh, new Scorsese film. It's got De Niro in it. What was the last one you did? Can anyone remember? Oh, it was years ago. It was like Casino or something. No. Oh. Surely not. Um, with Robert De Niro? Oh. Well, no, not necessarily with, with De, Niro, De Niro, but what was Scorsese's last film? Oh, right. Really recently. He's done, didn't he do a documentary on Dylan or something recently? Okay, I'm thinking film. more movie than documentary. Uh, uh, no, I, but I was going to say The Aviator. That's so long ago. Was <laughs> that a Scorsese that's film? Scorsese? Yeah, right. Scorsese, so, yeah. Shutter Island, is that Scorsese? Yeah, that's yeah. years ago. Is that Scorsese as well? Yeah. Shutter Island wasn't that good. It was a bit... It was, it was right. like, oh, what, that, oh, that's the your Wolf, twist the at Wolf the end. Of, Wolf Street. of course The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, oh, right. that was yeah. great. That's and that was amazing. Great. Uh, I didn't right. really like it that much. Really not. Yeah. Your your criticism about how you don't care about any of the characters is valid, mm. but it is a fucking interesting story. Yeah, it's a great story, but yeah. I'll and also, talk. it's a great film, but there's a certain type of person who loves it, and they love it because it's like a bible for life. Like yeah. this is, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a yeah. bit of a, a bit of a. You like it if you're a twat. Yeah, and they'll and they'll they'll quote it to death, and they'll like try and incorporate that into their everyday lives, and I think they're knobs. Yeah, it's like a. Um, shit version of American Psycho in that regard but the Irishman if you've watched the trailer it does look dated it, do, it does feel you're literally like this feels so old you've got Al Pacino being Al Pacino you've got Robert De Niro being Robert De Niro like Pe- mm. Joe Pesci's in it it's like it's literally <laughs> is it just Goodfellas 2 exactly is, or yeah. Goodfellas or, or, or Goodfellas 3 because you yeah, had <laughs> yeah, Casino afterwards didn't you yeah yeah <laughs> Fellas, ninety-eight. oh he did Cape Fear Cape Fear's great he did After Hours I didn't know he did After Hours I've never that's seen so that that's so good that's one of my favourite films, and I didn't realise that was Scorsese. Watch your foot on the thing, because you're going to fuck the dolls up. Sorry. Watch your Uggs. You're wearing Uggs inside. It's Britain, mate. Yeah, they're slippers. Slippers. They're not slippers. They're girls' shoes. No, they're not. I never wear them outside. They're slippers. They look like girls' shoes, I have to say. <laughs> they <laughs> are girls' shoes. Only but girls wear those. No, but he Britain. doesn't wear them outside, so they well, can't be It doesn't so matter. You could be wearing house. a fucking dress in the house. It's still a girl. It's still yeah, a so girl. I'm wearing a dress in the house. Oh, sorry. The podcast, nobody knows. I thought you were looking at me angry because you were like, how dare you be so transphobic? <laughs> <laughs> men can be women and women can be men. Uh, 
This gig tonight, I've got to go to. Well, you don't have to go. You've paid a lot of money to go. I'm oh, guessing, I and have... you want to go. I want to go. Have Machine Head done anything good since their first album? When was Machine Head's first album? Night four, I think. Yeah, mm. but I'm 41, so I'm not going to be in the pit. You're going to be at the back with your earplugs in, mate. Yes, I am. Yeah, I really am. I really yeah. am. Wearing your Genesis T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about the Brixton Academy is that the um, the the floor, like the the, the yes. stalls or whatever, is on, it's on a slope. So if you're at the back, oh, is it really? Yeah. So you can get so the bars at the back you can Brilliant. stand at the back and get a good view, and it's not too mental, and it's a good venue. It's one of the one of my favourite venues. One of my favourite. Um, I don't think I've ever been there. There's loud people outside. Well, there's a pub right at the end of the road. They've probably just come out of that. How annoying. Fucking, I'll go out there and batter them. What, with a microphone? <laughs> that might create distortion with, with, on the pod. With, ver- with <laughs> a verbal beating. You can use that tripod you've got on your phone. I'll beat yes. you with my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of my favourite memories of Brixton Academy was Slayer were playing and I was young, so I was in and out of the pit, fucking jumping around like an idiot. Anyway, they played Angel of Death. Mm. You know, with the feedback going and they go, angel of death. And I went to walk into the pit and the floor was all slippy. And I just kind of slid right into it as it all kicked off. And it was just being <laughs> like 18 or whatever. It was a really good memory. Do you remember crowd surfing at gigs? I never did it. I never had the bottle to do it. <laughs> One of my favourite stories ever is my mate trying to crowd surf at a gig. This is a <laughs> just fun- fell on his head. <laughs> no, this is the funniest thing. He, we, were at the, we were at the back of the crowd. He, he thought, I'll go up the back of the crowd so he said to me oh you know give me your hands you know when you cup them yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uses your yeah. <laughs> and basically he jumped up to the ground but all he managed to do was grab hold of one guy's back <laughs> and one guy was walking around with him for about five seconds <laughs> like an involuntary fucking uh, involuntary kind of uh, piggyback <laughs> <laughs> why would he do it right at the back of the crowd I know so like, funny massive and, gaps in the and then crowd. my mate just really kind of calmly slid down and and then was like sorry <laughs> the guy just turned around and he just looked at him and was like what are you doing but oh, that fucking, sounds very funny you know it's one of those things that's funny but then like two years later you're still laughing about yeah, it yeah yeah oh man it's fucking hilarious so no crowd surfing at Machine Head tonight then? No way. No middle-aged crowd surfing? No way. No. I'm, I am wondering how middle-aged the crowd would yeah, be. Yeah, I wonder how many young people are going to be there. It'll be all... No, I reckon you'll get a They're a pretty niche band, aren't they, Machine Head? Well, it's like when... Yeah, but you'll get a bunch of kids who are into music from that era because yeah, it's old school and cool, you know? What's happening tonight is they're playing the whole of Burn My Eyes, the whole of it. Oh, okay. So a that, lot of bands are doing that nowadays. Yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? It's yeah. in vogue. So it's, it's it's and it's the old lineup, the original lineup. So they've yeah. they've done it specially to get like the kind of old yeah, crowd back. Well, it was last year we went to see the Smashing Pumpkins. Please don't tell me it was two because that's gone quickly. No, no, it was, last, it was, it was last, last year, wasn't it? Was last year because I was vlogging. I mean, that was brilliant, but also the crowd made me feel old. Well, I got in and I thought, oh, full of young people. And then t- I think it was Tom said, this place is full of old people. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're just old. So everyone, yeah. everyone just looks the same age as us. Yeah. What's the last gig you went to? Um, I saw the Flaming Lips at Sydney Opera House the week before I left. It's yeah. one of those where um, you go and it's a laugh. You don't go and rock out, if you know what I mean. It's one of those sort of gigs. Were you sitting down? Yeah, but standing up as well. So it's a seated, <laughs> it's a seated arena. Yes, but also no. <laughs> um, what was your last gig, Tom? I was just thinking this 
the Chemical Brothers, which was um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, it was cool. Um, it was a day festival as well, and Hot Chip were playing. That was also very good. Hot Chip, yeah. yeah they were good bands. Yeah. Um, and that was in like late Mayish, so not that recently. We did see uh, Soundgarden a few years ago before. What's his name? Um, Chris Cornell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that's nuts. If a guy like him, who has the world at his feet, money, looks, talent, admiration, uh, success, everything. Hair. hair. Great hair. Yeah, and, he, I mean, and he always seems so upbeat as well. It was a shock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, if he, it's like the guy from Lincoln Park did the same thing. They both killed, they both killed themselves. It, it, I mean, also, I mean, you feel like, I mean, I don't know how old he was, face. but he must've been in his fifties, right? Yeah. Mm. Are you just kind of, I mean, obviously this isn't how it works all the time, but you kind of expect that people would go through all this anger. And he obviously did go through all that anger when he was young and you come out the other side and unfortunately hadn't, which just makes the thing all more depressing. We are now all entering 40 to 45 or 38 to 45, whatever. Thank you. Is oh, the, our 40s then. Is the peak of suicide. Men. Male depression. Most why li- why most do you reckon that is? What is it about this time in so life? Self, well, because you, you're... It's, well, you peak, and then it's a slow decline. Yeah, and, I think and then all you, the, all you can see is the decline. And you're yeah, and I mm. think whatever issues you might have when you're young, or any problems that you might have when you're young, there'll be this thing where, oh, I've got my life to overcome it. But by yeah. the time you get to your 40s, you're like, well, I'm me now, this is it. Yeah. And you might feel a bit defeated. Women also... Uh, that's kind of where women really come into their own in a way. Yeah, it's because they're giving their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're whereas, bringing up kids, they're, they're homemaking and all that. Whereas men well, are like... That's much better than having them in the office. <laughs> <laughs> but, men, but men are like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a, a fucking football star or an astronaut or a, a prize fighter or a, a film star or a musician. You know, I think it's very difficult for men to work out how to become middle-aged. Balsa did it fucking tw- 20 years ago. <laughs> Well, it's like that. That itself is depressing. Being middle-aged, I don't really know why, but just no, no, it is, no, it is. That is depressing. I don't know. I'm with Ben on this. It's literally a state of mind, and if you want to have the state of mind is that you know I'm middle-aged and I'm depressed about it, then you're going to be depressed. But Mm. you know, if you think I don't care, middle-aged is just a label, and what's important is how I feel and what I do, then you're less likely to be depressed. Yeah, but what Ben feels and what he does is like 22 year old girls, so (laughs) it's easy for him to say that. Yeah. Anyway, to get back to the point, it's like, uh, you know that scene in uh, Fight Club when um, his apartment blows up and then he's on the phone, Edward Norton, to the uh, um, insurance assessor who's sort of onto him, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I thought I had that sorted. Like, I'd bought that coffee table. That was one thing in my life I'd never have to do again. That's middle age, isn't it? Where you get to that point and you think, right, you know, you've got your house, you've got your car, you've got your career, you've got your job. But to your point, you get there and you don't necessarily have all those things. And you get to that point, you think, I thought I'd be sorted by now. But because life is life, it's never really like that. Yeah. And you never really and feel sorted. I think sorted. a big part of being middle-aged or, or, or whatever is figuring out sometimes life doesn't pan out how you expect it to, but actually that's okay. Yeah. Um, and all of the, the boxes that you expected to have ticked off, like those things, like a wife, kids, mm. uh, like yeah, a career. It, it may well be that you have a life far more like Ben's, which is great like traveling the world and basically being free. And that's also great. You've got to create a life that you want. It's like I was talking to, I've got a coach at the moment and he was effectively, at one point he said, people get, you know, they get jobs and they get cars and they get houses and all that. And then they realize they're not living up to their own values. They're living up to someone else's. You've got to start saying to yourself, well, whose values am I living up to? Are they mine or are they expectations and values of other people are they mine or are they Greta Thunberg's Uh, oh yes exactly Mm. but you know the whole you know you think you're 
doing stuff and you're having fun, but actually if you'd done something else, it would have been better. Is there a thing that everyone else's values is the, you know, get married, kids, whatever thing, Yeah. right? You know, isn't that the societal norm for a reason? You know what I mean? Maybe if you don't think that's what's going to maybe make you happy, maybe it is. It's oh, the, there's a lot. There's a lot of happiness in in family, marriage, stability that that people, and even job stability. Well, it's there's, it's there's common a denominators, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it works for most people. That's why most people do it. You know, you look at extremes. You look at Ben, and you think, all right, I'd love to travel around, but the thought of you know not having your own house or car when you're in your forties, it's like oh, I'm not sure I could live like that. I couldn't live Ben's lifestyle, but when me and Ben used to talk at university, I always used to say, I want kids, I want to be married. That, and I always wanted to be. Yeah. And, and that's probably one of the reasons why I am married for a second time, because I'm like, I, I, I believe in it and I want to do it. Whereas I really admire Ben for going, this, is, this isn't my lifestyle. I mean, he had it. He had a lot of boxes ticked. And most people will go, you know what, this, this is what I want. But Ben knows himself and was like, I don't want that. And I think that's I think that's fucking great. And just in the way that Ed went, I ain't going travelling. I don't want to go fucking travelling. What I want is a nice big house and a family and to sit in on a Saturday night and watch Saturday Night TV. It's BBC One. It's Saturday night. That's what he wants. You know. Um, and I love how everything comes back to Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, all, all what's happening there is people are picking the lives that they want. The tragedy is when you have a life not that hasn't worked out in the way that you think it was. But the tragedy is when you're living up to other people's standards and you're chasing oh, yeah, things that you don't um, want. That's like the Osbourneism, isn't it? Like, I'm only doing this because my dad told me to get a job. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder what he's doing now. If he's still a surveyor, well, surely he's not going to be happy. Yeah, I've no idea. I'm sure he is. You've got to give yourself new challenges. It got to the point where I didn't want to be in a band <clears> anymore because I've been in a band for 15 years. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll go and try comedy. Because... Pro- progress is happiness and if you push yourself to do things uh, you and you push yourself out of your comfort zone and you you feel like you're growing and facing fears that is what men need men need that facing fears popping fear bubbles um uh, uh, being challenged and if we don't have that and a lot of the time in middle age that disappears you stop playing sport you stop you know you might leave the army you might um i know i certainly left the army yeah, yeah. well lots of people leave the army commit suicide though this is the thing and it's because those those challenges aren't there so you have to do hard things and and find and find happiness in the struggle I think that thing that you just mentioned about people leaving the army and then committing suicide isn't necessarily leaving the army. It's going from doing something with a huge, massive purpose, you know. Correct. Being part of a... And camaraderie. Camaraderie is a biggie. Men need camaraderie. Part of a very tight-knit unit, you know, sort of having a very, very responsible position, being responsible for the lives of other people, that kind of thing. To then going and working in an office or in a shop on a fucking train or something or doing something that's essentially meaningless. (laughs) (laughs) People need to get from city to city. I meant more working on a train, not commuting on one. Yeah. But you think about the sense of camaraderie when you're younger with your group of friends. Also, you've got your little tribe. Like I was a metaler. You get people who are ravers. You get blah, blah, blah. You, you get... Ravers. You get, you get obviously... You too, mate. People... people uh, cheers for the year check. Um, <laughs> when you're in sports teams, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you give that up, like I've got a mate who's a semi-pro footballer. And now he's a semi-pro, but he's giving that up because he's got a kid. He's 33. And what's going to happen is he's then going to not have that camaraderie. And it's like he starts entering into the black hole of middle age. No, you're right. A lot of professional footballers who quit have uh, mental problems, depression, mm. uh, mental health well, issues. Just because be in any institution yeah. or Apart from being a part of an institution then that ending, like people who are in prison and leave prison, which yeah. you would think would be a good thing for them. Yeah. 
get depressed and, and potentially kill themselves. Yeah, or do something to go back into prison, sort of like yeah. half on purpose. Yeah, yeah. because that's where they're they so belong institutionalized. and they might, you know... So they've got their mates there or whatever. Slightly yeah. changing the subject here, right? I was I was waiting for my train the other day and I was wandering up and down the platform just for something to do. And at the end of it, there was a Samaritan sign basically like, don't jump on the truck, right? And I'd like, call us. And it was a really difficult to remember number. It was just like six random numbers. <laughs> Couldn't the Samaritans get like, you know, 222, 222? Two, 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 two. Yeah, 1-800-YOU-LIVE or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like 641-982. The Samaritans, <laughs> yeah. what if I'm in trouble? I'm not going to remember that. 555, five, five, <laughs> don't jump. Yeah, cinco, cinco, cinco. Cinco, cinco, cinco. I find something, that. something, then you'll see. <laughs> call this number and you'll probably be okay. <laughs> I called the Samaritans once. And um, not because I was thinking of committing suicide. I was having a bad time of it and um look i think his great samaritans are there i just felt like they didn't really help that much but yeah the thing is they don't tell you what to do do they're not allowed to to, yeah (laughs) they do tell you what to do they say don't kill yourself they tell you what not to do (laughs) that's our solution for everything (laughs) yeah (laughs) change your record mate yeah i feel feel really depressed don't kill yourself oh fucking this again (laughs) um yeah that's what you said last time (laughs) (laughs) yeah Got any fresh ideas? <laughs> uh, you have ever one trick pony on you, mate? <laughs> yeah, let me guess. Don't kill myself. <laughs> well, that saved a 50p, didn't it? <laughs> uh, right. Well, on that um, terrible note of suicide, we should probably wrap this up. Thanks for being on the pod. I drove 70 miles to be here, so you should be thanking me. I drove zero miles because we're in my house. Yes. I got on a bus. Um, see you later, Tom. See you later, everyone. See you later, Ian. Bye. See you later, Tom. See you, Jamie. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-